You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. You here? By the way, if you're still here with your kids and you're feeling that you want to stay, please don't rush. Uh, I fully believe that kids don't disturb. You know, I've been celebrating Christmas without my family for seven years. We've been here for seven years. So it's been seven years that we don't know what is Christmas with family. Like my brother, my sister, my, my parents. Uh, so whenever someone says that family disturbs my friend, that person is searching for a war. Because family doesn't disturb, ever. And this is a place for family. So if, you, if your wife, your husband over there, because, oh, I'm afraid that they're going to be a little bit noisy. Don't be afraid of that. So, because this place is a place of family. And we know that means a lot. First of all, Happy New Year. I can see that everyone was really politely on the food because everyone is looking really amazing, well done. Yeah, I should have come on black just to look a little bit more slimmer, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it's been an amazing time. We, we as a family, uh, there's something I like to do always. As, as, as a husband and a father, every beginning of the year, uh, it's been a few years already that I do that. Every beginning of the year, I usually on December, I come to God, I break my heart in the, in the presence of the Lord, and I ask for, uh, for, to God a word to give my family. That will be the word that will sustain my family throughout the, enti- the entire next year. So every year by December, so I fast, I pray. So I can come on the on, on New Year time and give my wife and my, my children a word that will sustain our year ahead. It's, it is happening for a few years already. And so December I was over there searching and asking God, God, please, what is the word that will sustain my family in 2024? What is the word that I need to give my, my wife? What is the word that I need to lead my family the next year? And I've been encouraging all the men on my life group to do the same. Uh, and sometimes it's a challenge because it is like, my goodness, what I'm going to tell my wife about it. What I'm going to, uh, but on then on the 31st of December, so I sat with Paula and our kids and, and we started sharing. I started sharing what I felt, what I understood that God was saying that as a man, as a husband, as a father, it was the word that I had to bring to my wife and I bring to my family, to my kids. That would be the word that will sustain us. Throughout the next year, it's something that I feel that I need to do as as as, as the man of the house uh, to bless and to guide and to give give direction to my children, to my and to my wife and to my family. And the word that I've been feeling, I, I start telling them, say, look, I understand that 2024. I feel in my spirit, the Lord saying that we will be required uh, an extra dose of strength. Strength. I believe and I feel in my spirit that whatever we, what we're going to face this next year going to demand from us a double portion of strength. It is a year that I feel in my spirit that we're going to face battles, that we're going to face challenges, and that will require from us a double portion of strength. And I started to, to tell them about how I believe we're going to make it. And the word that came to my mouth and the word that came to my heart and the word that I gave to my family that will sustain us this year is rejoice. 
is rejoice because the word of God says that the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And most of the time, my friend, we, we misunderstand about that. You know, the book of Romans 15 says, uh, says like this. When Paul was writing to the Romans and he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we feel and we understand that joy is something that will live as a consequence. That joy comes after. That joy is a result of what we live. But actually the Bible says that joy is the beginning. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is not how I feel according what happens to me. So joy is the strength that I need. So joy is not the result. Oh, I, I got something that I was expecting for a long time. I'm rejoicing on it. No. The Bible says, and it's right, quite clear over here when, when Paul was writing, he, he prays and he says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. So by having joy and peace, you can be then overflowing with hope. So hope doesn't come first. Oh, now I'm full of hope that things will work, that will, things will go right this year. Yes, I'm seeing things happening, so I am overjoicing now. I'm rejoicing now. It's not like that. Hope, joy. There's no hope without joy first. And there's no strength without joy. Sometimes we believe that it's the opposite. I'm going to be rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoicing. And then I'm going to be so strong that I'm going to be able to cope with everything that comes ahead. But the Bible is saying the, the joy of the Lord. So I sat with Helena, I sat with Tiago. Uh, he pretty much doesn't understand much. And I, we said with Paul, and I said, we're going to repeat this now. So can you repeat after me, please? Do not grieve. It's a command. It's in Nehemiah. So do not grieve. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I love in, in Philippians when, when uh, they wrote this, the, 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 in the end of, the, of this the chapter, the chapter 4 in Philippians, God, uh, Paul comes with a really strong word. He comes uh, and he says over there he, that he gives the church uh, in that city a word of correction. He says that it was a, 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 in Portuguese we use a word like a correction word. It's a word of, of getting people's attention. So when you receive a word, and he says, starts over there saying, uh, I'm going to give you a word that is really uh, like almost telling off someone. And then what he says about that. So it's like, David, I'm going to give you a word. I'm going to tell you off now. And then do you know what, what Paul says right into that, to that church? He says, rejoice. He gives them a word, a hard word. A difficult word to swallow because it says like that. It was a word of correction for the church over there. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your kindness, let your gentleness be evident to everyone because the Lord is near. The Lord is near. And you know, I started to, to, to understand 
Because we are all facing big challenges, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, we're going to face bigger challenges this year. If you're expecting things to get better, I believe you're going to face big challenges. But I'm telling myself and I'm telling my family that we're going to be overjoicing this year. Because I need a double portion of strength. I need a double portion of strength. So if you see myself walking these corridors, dancing with my children, please don't believe that life is easier. Because that doesn't mean that. It just means that I understood that I need a double portion of strength. And my strength comes from the joy of the Lord in my life. Doesn't come from what I'm feeling, doesn't come as, as, as I react according to something, but comes from the understanding that the joy of the Lord is what gives me joy. Do you know, I've been, it's interesting because on this process, God started to remind me. Uh, do you know, sometimes, seven years after we moved to the UK, after seven winters, that is dark at three o'clock in the afternoon, that is rainy all the time. You can get a little bit grumpy. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Because it is, it is a challenge when you, when you wake up on summer, three o'clock is white, bright, and your kids is like, but that is, it's already bright outside. No, it's four o'clock, go to sleep. And then on winter, eight o'clock is too dark. It is challenging. Those things, they, they can be, they can leave quite an impact on you. And I think after seven years, and one, one thing that, one word that God gave me this year, I love Britons. Please don't, if I didn't love Britons, I wouldn't be here. My niece was born yesterday. Woohoo! I'll probably gonna see her just in a year and a half. Seven years without celebrating Christmas with my family. I wasn't on my sister's wedding. And all of that, because I love Britain and I love you. So don't, don't be, don't worry. thank you. So I'm not saying that's this, but something that God told me this last year, since JP, you're becoming British. <laughs> and I said, God, what that means? It doesn't mean negative. It just means that you're stopping being the Brazilian you were supposed to be. So I'm not saying that on a negative. Please don't understand that. On the other way around. And I remember when I first came, I used to be more careful with my, even my accent. I wanted to sound British. I wanted to say like water and not water. And after a while, I just... I don't care too much anymore with, with potato or something like that. Because, and I think after uh, I started to, to lose a little of my DNA, of, of who I am, my parents, they always called me a word, they always called me party. They say that my name is party. Hello there. And, and I believe that it is something about it. Uh, last year, Paula, she was working on, from home one day, and uh, she was on a meeting with her boss, and her boss, and I, then she came to, to tell me, and so that her boss was in the meeting, and said, oh, Paula, are you uh, on the middle of the, of the meeting, listening to a song really loud? I said, no, it's just my husband doing the dishes. 
because I sing loud. Life for me is, is this. I am the kind of person who takes my, my wife dancing 10 o'clock in the evening. When I'm the kind of person who, uh, when I'm putting kids to bed, I am throwing them on the air. And Paul is saying over there, it's time for them to sleep. Don't do that. They need to calm down now. And I am getting Thiago by the ankle and I am tickling them. Because I understand that part of who I am is being this annoying, disturbing, loud Brazilian who gives hugs to everyone. Uh, and sometimes I'm going to give someone a hug and they give the hands so I can just shake hands. And it's okay. But I cannot lose at the same time who I am. I cannot lose who I am. Because easily that can happen. And I, at the same time, middle of last year, I started to notice that I was, uh, I wasn't well. Paula and I, we, we started to have arguments really easily. I was losing my temper really easily. I was getting rude to my wife. I was getting rude to my kids. I was getting, I was losing really easily. Really easily, uh, the temper with my children, anything they would do, I would be like, and then I started to notice because Paula, well, if you have a wife, you don't have a choice not to notice. They make really clear. Yes. What have you done? Nothing. What have I done? You should know. So I don't have much choice. So, and I started to understand that, and I remember one day on my life group, and I said, look, we need, and I was preaching about for myself the other day. I said, it's impossible for me to come walking closer to God if I am being impolite to people. Because his love needs to transform me. So it's impossible to say that I'm closer to God if I'm not closer to people properly. And that day I was preaching for me. And then became a process of talking, my wife and I. And I hope if you ask her today, I'm much better. Because you know what I believe that God wants to do. And the word that I want to give you this year this beginning of this year, this first Sunday of the month, of, of, of this year. It's because, my friend, I believe that you know where the enemy is attacking us. Sometimes we believe that the enemy can steal the blessings that God gave us. I'm going to repeat again. Sometimes we believe that devil has permission to steal the blessings he gave us. And I'm going to tell you something. It's impossible for him to steal what God gave you. Because God is a father. All powerful. And he doesn't authorize anyone to mess on his relationship with his children. He loves his children. But the devil, one of his names is the stealer, the, the, the robber, the... The thief, thank you very much. So how does he work to steal things? How does he work to grab what God gave us? By making us lose the joy on what he gave us. Because one day, then we lose the joy with the things he gave us. Then we're going to drop the things he gave us. I'm talking, I'm a pastor, pretty much what I do every day of my life. I keep telling that I'm not, a, I'm not a person to stay on the computer 
So probably if you're going to come to church, I'm not going to be replying mails. I'm going to be meeting people because I'm a pastor. That's what I do. And constantly, I think that what I do the most, I, I don't remember asking pretty much. No one answered me last year when I asked them, oh, how are you? I don't think anyone last year, including myself, have replied, oh, I'm joyful. I think everyone that I asked that question replied to me, ah, busy, tired, Ooh, this year, oh, can wait for holidays. Ooh. And I was in that position when I was over there suddenly complaining about my kids, the mess that I make at home, and something that God started to realize to me. And that's why I came and gave this word to my family this year. Because I understood suddenly that the family I was complaining for was the family that I prayed for one day. I prayed to have children. And that God gave me. I prayed to have a home where my kids could be rejoicing. And if you're a father, my friend, you're going to be tired. Forever. If the, my, my daughter should become 15 years old. Oh, my goodness. I still, I'm already expecting when she's 22 and she comes to talk to me, Daddy, I want to introduce you to someone. 22, 23, we're still working on the math. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, please don't encourage me. But things will get worse. And suddenly, what I see is people, they complain. In Portuguese, the word complain. I love that because it is reclamar. And reclamar in Portuguese means claim twice. So complain in Portuguese is the same word for someone that is claiming twice, claiming for something that already has. And what I see that what devil is trying to put in your ear in 2024 is the seed of complain. Is the seed that the job that you prayed for, the family that you prayed for, you prayed for a house, God gave you a house, and now the only thing you do is complain about the mortgage. God gave you a job. You prayed for a job, God gave you a job, and now the thing, only thing you pray, you, you, you complain about the people that are working over there. Oh, I can't wait to go on holidays. You prayed for kids. God gave you kids. And suddenly you're over there shouting to them because the living room, winter, is their playground. It's going to be messy. So I started to tell my wife, I need, we need, because this year ahead, we're going to have a lot of people joining this church. I believe that there will be no place for, for empty chairs. And that will mean that me and you, we're going to have to cope with extra portion of strength. And by that means that we're going to have to work with extra portion of, of joy in our life. Because do you know why you're feeling so frustrated with your job? Because devil wants you to lose it. 
Do you know why you're so frustrated with the plans that you had for last year that didn't work? Because devil wants you to lose faith on it this year. Do you know your marriage that you prayed so much for it? Do you know your children that you prayed so much for it? This year, 2024, what devil wants you to do is lose the joy of spending time with it, with them. Because the minute you do that, you're going to throw away on devil's hands what God gave you. But do you know what I believe that God wants to give us this year? An extra portion of joy. And that will be your strength. Joy is not happiness. The Bible doesn't talk about happiness. Don't mix things. Happiness is not joy. Happiness is a feeling that if you wake up, well, you have it. But if you have headache, my friends, but joy comes from the fact. Rejoice. Once again, I tell you, rejoice. Why? Because you're feeling on the mood. No, because who is near you? Because the Lord is near you. Rejoice. Once again, I'm going to tell you, rejoice. Why? Because who is near your family? Who is near your job? Who is near the plans that you have to do this year? For us to finish, because I want to sing a song together. And the, I, this week, they know the song. Yeah, Tim knows the song as well. <laughs> but Luke 15. Luke 15. Jesus tells three stories. He summarizes the plan of salvation, telling three different stories, if you look uh, in uh, Luke 15. So people came complaining that he was talking to sinners. Then Jesus comes and tells them three different stories. The first one. Let's see who knows the lost sheep. Thank you very much. So pretty much the first story is a man on his work. He was a shepherd. A man who was responsible for working. So on, his, on what he does, on his role, he lost something. The second story is about a woman in her house where she lives. And suddenly she had 10 coins. She had 10 drachmas, which represent one coin of that represents one day of work. And suddenly she lost one of it. And then Jesus comes and tells the last story. So the first one, someone on what he does. The second story is someone on where she lives. And the third story is someone with the relationships he has. His family is a man who lost two children. One left and the other one was lost inside. So Jesus comes and tells the story of three different backgrounds. Summarizing the plan of salvation. Saying that he will rejoice by seeing people coming to him. But it's interesting on that. If you want, for me to prove you 
that God, his heart, he wants you to be rejoicing. There's one element common on these three stories. It's the end of each one of them. On the three stories, with the first one, the lost sheep, it says on the verse 6, after he found the lost sheep, he says, then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and he says, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In verse 9, the end of the, the story of the woman who lost the coins. When she finds the coin, when she understands the sense of purpose, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me because I have found what I lost inside my house. And then the man, the father, by the end of the, on verse 32, the grumpy lost son inside the house, complaining to him, I'm always here, never do barbecues for me, with my friends. And he says, rejoice with me, be glad, because your brother was dead and now he is alive. He was lost, but now he's found. Jesus, when he's preaching and when saying on, on John 15, he says, I pray that my joy can be complete in you. I pray that my joy can be completed in you. I want to share with you the word that I gave my family this year. Because I believe that you have many dreams for this year. And there's a song I told my daughter. Was one of the first songs that I ever learned to sing in English. So this song is quite old. That says, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll come back with praise. Blessed be when I am in the road of suffering. Though I walk in the... No, 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 blessed be your name. Yeah, I don't know the lyrics that much. <laughs> you give, Father, and you take away. When you do it's not nice. It's dreadful when God takes someone you love. I know that on my flesh. I had an uncle who was murdered on his birthday. We were expecting him for his party. He never came. We received his body and we went for the funeral. So I know on my flesh what it is when God takes away something he gives. But I believe that this morning over your life, as it feels that almost you're losing the joy of working, you're losing the joy of coming to work, you're losing the joy of spending time with your family, you're losing the joy with your marriage, you're losing the joy with your plans. God will give you an extra portion of strength 
So as we sing this song, I believe that you will be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit where you are. It's something that will make you overflow in hope. I pray the same words that Paul prayed for the Romans. That you can be full of joy and peace of the Lord in this year of 2024. In such a way that you're going to be overflowing in hope. You're going to go to your work and people are going to say, what is happening? Say, I'm overflowing in hope. What has changed? I am full of joy. But what has changed outside? Nothing. The change was inside. It's me, inside of me, that I am receiving from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, a double portion of strength. I am tired. Around me, I am exhausted. But inside, I'm being renewed every single day of my life. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And who 